1: I'm here today for part three with Tal Mandelbaum, where we're going to explore a little bit more about the kind of work that she's involved in today. And Tal, what I'd like to begin with, if you don't mind, is to go back to that message that we talked about how at the core of all of these Kabbalistic teachings and practices, there is this one simple idea. So if you could articulate it and then talk about how. It should be understood how it should be lived in our lives.
0: Yes. Okay. I, I will try because really um, we're talking about love thy neighbor as thyself or love thy friend as thyself, um, and really this is the formula for spiritual enlightenment and all of the not like all the Torah or all of this lore is this wisdom is contained in this one line. You know, they say that in physics that the truth can be very simple. It doesn't mean that it's easy to achieve. Um, so it's the same here. What does it really mean on a deeper level, though? Because this line has been used for millennia, I suppose, by all kinds of people. But how can we really understand it on a deeper level? So and this is where I like that Kabbalah really resonates with quantum physics and um, science that talks about um, the more... Uh, quantum levels, because what does it mean that you love others as as yourself? First of all, we have to begin from the acknowledgement that we love ourselves. I know that there is this notion in our society that we need to learn to love ourselves. But when Kabbalists say that we love ourselves, what they mean is that we have an internal mechanism. It's called egoism, or um, they call it self-love. It really means that We have an internal mechanism that is constantly focused on fulfilling our own desire. We are constantly, uh, running around trying to fulfill our desire or trying to distance ourselves or walk away from things that may hurt us or harm us. And this is an inner thing that's going on all the time within us. And it's really the thing that is prohibiting us from experiencing the greater reality. It's like in our perception of reality, It's our self-occupation, or our self-love, we'll call it that, that uh, inhibits us from experiencing what is outside of us. Because we only experience reality through this filter of what's in it for me, uh, what the benefit that I can get from whatever that is that I'm experiencing. And so when Kabbalists teach you how to love others as yourself, they're actually teaching you how to go above this mechanism so that you can experience the greater reality. If you can learn how to, this is in Kabbalah, this is called um, restriction and the screen. If you can create this restriction and, um, of, of your ego and be able to connect to others and really uh, begin to desire their happiness, their fulfillment, their um their evolution their development and you become a channel for that as a servant for that then by doing that you raise your frequency you begin to resemble the higher power that resides in our world which is the opposite of the selfish mechanism that I talked about because and this is where we go back to where creation started to begin with there was just this light this giving force and it created us the receiving um, creature, that selfish creature that wants to receive. And it created us so that we would receive from our creator all of his pleasure, all of his light. But in order for us to, to do that, what does it mean to receive from him all that he wants to give? We have to become like him. And to become like him, we have to attain his quality of ultimate love, ultimate giving, ultimate service. And to do that, we have to rise above our nature, our egoistic nature, and connect to others in in that way that we want to fulfill them. And then, like I said, you then become this channel. You become um, you, you almost become uh, see through or transparent, and and you only want to adhere to this higher power and participate with his process of evolving others, giving to others. So I'm describing this process that, w- that really is, is the attainment of true happiness and true joy and, and freedom from our transience, freedom from our bodies, both the physical body and the, uh, what's called in Kabbalah, the ego, it's also referred to as one's body. And the soul is, is that eternal part of ours, except it's not really ours, it's in connection to others. Um, so yeah, when you love others as yourself, that's why I said it's so deep. You, you really go through this process where you become like the creator himself, like nature, like God, and you then you become much more expansive and you attain your fullest potential, eternal, uh, absolute love and joy. And, and you reach the goal of this whole uh, process that we're in.
1: Beautiful, beautiful way to describe it, Tal. And that is, of course, a perfect segue for the work that you're involved now. Can you tell us about what you're doing and how it, your current work is a way of expressing this idea?
0: Okay, so um, for the past six or seven years or so, I've been interviewing my teacher, Dr. Michael Lightman, uh, in a television series that is called the New Life series. And we have been asking him questions and talking to him about Kabbalah as it applies to all different levels of our lives, how it applies to our relationships and to pregnancy and to um, parenting and to our relationship with money. And I mean, Kabbalah, it's interesting, they talk about everything. I mean, Kabbalah relates to everything, Um, you know, even politics and, and social structures and all that thing. It's all there. So we've been talking to him, and we've done, I think, 1,300 shows by now, very many, many hundreds of shows. And in my work, in, in, my, um, in my blog or on my site, Choosing to Connect, I've, I've been wanting to, um, through my vessel, bring some of that wisdom to, to people uh, in a way that will begin to serve them as well. And so I've been writing about parenting and about relationships, and in the past months, I've been focusing on pregnancy. Um, and this is both because I was recently pregnant myself and it was an amazing thing to go through pregnancy with this background and with this teaching and support. And I really wanted to share that with other pregnant women. And also because uh, I feel that pregnancy is the place where life starts and it's when a woman is pregnant that she's really, she's manufacturing a human being. and. It's her level of consciousness and her attitude that will determine this—the the attitude and the and the well-being and the, and the level of development of her baby that will be born. And I, I really wanted to go to this source and and to start um, the teaching there because we as mothers, you know, we give birth to the next generation. And the more I, I believe that, the more aware and more conscious, the more developed, happy and loving mothers are then the better future we will all have because we will give birth to people who are um both more conscious and and loving and connected and also more uh i think attuned to the world that we are living in we're more in harmony with this world and and that brings me to the second part of what i do which is apart from focusing on pregnancy and giving birth to physical babies i also try, um, especially on my Instagram profile, to talk a lot about our birth as a humanity, um, which I feel are very much intertwined because I think women have a lot to do for this global uh, birth that we are now going through. Um, yeah, so I so I talk a lot about the current process, the, the epidemic, the pandemic, and, and the social pressure and everything that's going on right now and how we can reframe how we see that so that it can help us move in the right direction because like we said right at the beginning i know from what i'm learning that there is no coincidence and that these increasing pressures we're experiencing are really the birthing pains of a new level of our consciousness um a a new a more connected humanity that it's already time for us to be born and just like the pressures that i experience in my personal story Nature is now pressuring us as a humanity uh, to, to find our personal inner growth and and greater potential.
1: I what I'm thinking about when we talk about the importance of pregnancy, and you, you you used it as kind of a metaphor, and I want to continue, I want to take that metaphor a step further. So if we think of of birth as important because it's how we begin this process with consciousness and if we have a trajectory towards something greater then it 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 adds meaning it adds purpose to our life but i'm thinking about um also i'm also thinking about what are the stages because if we could look at what the stages of development are within the life of a human being and then we extend that analogy to humanity maybe we we have even more insight, so can you describe what Kabbalah tells us about the stages in the life of a person, and then maybe you know what the clues are about that for yes. the rest of us for humanity
0: I'm glad you asked that because I actually find it fascinating the stages of pregnancy and the secrets that that holds to the evolution of humanity, because Kabbalists write about that, and it's really amazing. And first of all, what they explain is that we as a humanity are a fetus within the womb of nature. And right now, we are not a very good fetus because we are in separateness, egoism, breaking us apart. But if we become more connected and more attuned to this womb, to the qualities of the womb, which are collaboration, cooperation, nurturing, love giving, all these things that Kabbalah teaches us, then we can begin to become, we, be, we can become connected to our creator, our mother, and we begin to grow within her as she wants to evolve us. And the stages of pregnancy, they completely align with our spiritual development. And like I said, we are standing before our birth Um, and the pressure that we're feeling, the pain that we're feeling, that is all part of our process as well. So there's a lot we can learn about uh, life from pregnancy. And I think the important part for us is to understand what it is that we need to do right now in order to align ourselves with the process. So the Kabbalists explain that, you know, when a baby is within his mother's womb, he has everything he needs. He's nurtured, he's supported. It's the most comfortable place for, for you to be. It's probably the best place that we, or the best situation we find ourselves in our whole life within our mother's womb. And in a sense, we're always yearning to go back to that kind of state where we feel like we're completely loved and encompassed and supported by an all loving womb. Um, and this is where our conscious evolution comes in. Because once, once a baby is born, you know, they're born into a reality that is very, very different from that womb. They're born into a reality that is painful and stressful and where people fight each other. And it's very far from harmony and their needs are not always looked after. And we don't always even understand what, you know, we need or what our children need. And there are a lot of gaps in, in, in our reality. And this is where our conscious evolution comes in, where we need to complete nature. You know, on the physical level on the preg- of the pregnant body, nature does everything. And we need to learn from nature and emulate nature on the human level. And the human level is our societies and how we uh, connect with one another, our ability to feel what the other needs and become that womb as a society, become a womb for our people so that we can raise our children And like a continuation of the womb, create that nurturing and support that will raise truly happy and enlightened and connected people, human beings. That is what we need to learn. That is the gap that nature has left for us to fill. So there's certainly a lot to learn from um, from nature and its processes and the way they happen on the biological level, because they're very much um, the same on our human level.
1: You know, we, we, we started out in the first session talking a little bit about human evolution and how Kabbalah illuminates this process. And what I'm curious to know is whether Kabbalah sees an inevitability or a lot of space for choice. In other words, are we inevitably as human beings evolving toward a higher state or do we find ourselves right now in a in a dangerous place where we have a choice to come more into alignment, or is it equally like likely and possible that we might fall off that cliff? What what's how would Kabbalah answer that question?
0: Yes, I think the answer is both. Um, it's both inevitable that we will reach our higher level of uh, evolution, but it. Our choice, uh, how that will happen, that is our choice. We can either choose to connect. We can either choose to move in the direction that nature is pointing us. And then the process will happen easily, pleasantly, uh, quickly. Or we can uh, tarry and, and be stubborn or not as attentive to the messages that nature is giving us. And if we don't move in in that direction, then the process can be dangerous and very painful. And honestly, I don't like talking about it, but there are prophecies about the times that we're heading towards and they are not pleasant prophecies, which is all the reason why uh, we're trying to spread this wisdom, this understanding, um, the tools of connection and really try because we feel that we have to save humanity from the pressure and suffering that could take place if we don't move forward consciously and willingly that that is really the crux of it
1: so so we here we are you know we find ourselves in within spiritual communities and each one of us is trying to do the work that we're here for. And what makes it difficult, of course, is living in a world where there are plenty of people who don't look at it that way. And I guess my question is how do we, how do we make a difference? How do we make an impact if we have an understanding that, that, uh, that this is our process, this is our, this is our opportunity for human development? To move toward this higher level of consciousness but how do we how do we communicate that to the people who are so stuck in materiality and so stuck in human ego that they can't even seem to grasp the importance of this message
0: yes well we have to understand that we are one body and in Kabbalah um, we differentiate between people by the level of their egoism. There are people who are lighter and then there are people who are heavier. So the people who are lighter have a lighter ego. They find spiritual paths and, and they can hear spiritual wisdom sooner and correct themselves, of the, their ego sooner. And then people who are heavier will come later, but that does not mean they're not important. In fact, once they do, once the bigger, like the masses, the bigger part of humanity starts moving in this direction, that will have the most effects on all of us. So first of all, we need to understand that, that some people are, are just by nature, it's like they're thicker, it's harder for them to grasp or, or hear these vibrations, these t- uh, frequencies, um, because of the way that they are built internally. Um, so that's one thing, but that doesn't mean that we don't have to try. And those of us who can hear the message and are attuned to this change first of all we influence the system the network we're all connected through with our internal change so that when we change everything changes it's all a hologram right it's uh, um your change influences the whole and so we need to constantly work on ourselves and be the change we want to see in the world and at the same time we have to do our best to spread this message to others and to extend our our hand um, and make it as accessible to others as possible. And of course, the pressure that everybody's experiencing right now will open up people's ears gradually because that is what pressure does. That is what pain does. It makes us um, more able to listen, to hear things that were previously outside of our range. So I think we need to try and and combine the message of, of, spiritual development with what is happening in the world. And, and I hope that with our shared efforts, people will hear it.
1: What about our listeners who find that something within this message really resonates with them? How would, they, how would a listener begin to embark on this particular path of Kabbalah?
0: Okay, well, first of all, I think that it needs to be something that you really uh, immerse yourself in. You need to find an environment where people are studying this, where people are um, wanting to undergo this transformation. And you need to become part of it because that is where you will receive that influence that will help you change. Otherwise, we're very much influenced by everything else going on, by the lower frequencies and other things pulling you to different goals. You need to find an environment that will help you Uh, advance in the goal that you want in that spiritual goal. So today there are groups all over the world studying Kabbalah. Um, uh, I think the best way to find study of Kabbalah is through um, Kabinfo, K-A-B dot info. And then you'll find all the languages and everything um, on this site. Um, There's also Kabbalah info on YouTube, or you can search Michael Lightman, who's my teacher, and... If you're interested, you can follow my writings and and teaching my pregnancy teachings if you're pregnant. So yeah, you have to find your community online, the environment. And and once you plant yourself in this environment, much like a seed or a sperm that is planted in in the egg, then it will grow in the womb. That baby will grow. The environment is really everything. So that is my recommendation. Find the environment. And by the way, an, an environment can be a book a book that you're reading because it disconnects you from other things and you really immerse yourself in it and you already transform through that. So, so find that content and the people that you want to be more like and surround yourself with them. And that will help you grow.
1: How about our listeners who would like to follow you know a little bit more about your writings and the things that you're doing?
0: Yeah. So like I said, um, I'm also doing that show with Dr. Lightman so that you can find the new live show uh, on YouTube. And uh, my writings are on my website, uh, choosingtoconnect.com. You can find me on Facebook, choosingtoconnect Facebook page or Instagram, tal.mandelbaum. Uh, you can find me there. And if you're interested in pregnancy, that's also on my choosingtoconnect website. So get in touch and I'll be happy to connect.
1: Well, this has been... Very, very helpful, very enlightening, Tal. I know I've learned a lot, and I'm assuming that my listeners have as well. So thank you so much for taking the time out to show us a side of of Judaism that most of us have no idea about. So thank you for being such an inspiration.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's really a great opportunity for me to share this. It's, uh, it's really been sitting there on my heart, and I'm so happy to have had the opportunity to share it with you. Thank you so much, Bob.
1: And thank you, everybody, for listening.
0: This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.